Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And this is episode 100. So, uh,. If you tuned into our live episode 100, you'll realize, why are they doing another episode? And it's because, a couple of reasons. One, uh, there were a lot of things that don't really suit our audio audience. There were some screenshot quizzes and things like that. Um, and two, uh, I kind of messed up some of the audio levels. We had game audio coming through, covering up dialogue. Uh, and uh, so I've gone through, redone all of the uh, OBS stuff. That's the back-end program that we use. And uh, we should be able to do this top five. If you are watching on YouTube, you'll get to see uh, some game footage and the game boxes for each game we talk about. But if you're listening in your car right now, you won't miss out on anything. Um, so we're just going to dive right in with Aaron's Top 5. Yeah. So um, these top fives are based on games that we covered from episodes 50 to 99. That's so right. Aaron chose his top five favorites, and he has a couple honorable mentions. All right. All right. So, Aaron, your f- number five so, pick. Hit the button, Frank. Golden Axe. Now, uh, I love a good arcade beat-em-up. Me and the kid play them all the time. And this is not a new uh, happening. I have always been a fan. When I first played Golden Axe in the arcade, I just thought it was awesome. And we've touched on some of the reasons why. I just thought it was a unique game. I like the uh, I like the premise of it. I'm an old D&D guy from way back. And uh, it, just, it just tickled me in the right way. And so, lo and behold, when I acquired a, a, a copy of Golden Axe uh, for the Amiga... My expectations weren't that high because, you know, nothing against the Amiga, but I had been uh, weaned on the PC, and I can tell you that the arcade uh, conversions weren't good at this point on the PC. CGA nightmare. Maybe you get some sound if you're lucky. Yeah, right. But a lot of times you didn't. So, and also it only came with, and this goes sound but it came on one disc. And I thought, man, how are they going to put the, all of Golden Axe on one disc? It ain't going to happen, you know. Threw the sucker into my 1,000, and bam, you could knock me over with a feather. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, played the hell out of it. Played it with my brother. Uh, my, You know, it's just a great conversion. I mean, the Amiga version is top shelf, and it's it, it holds up. I mean, when we reviewed it, uh, hell, I enjoyed it. And it looked even better if you considered it was... It was uh, side by side with with the horrible Altered Beast conversion, <laughs> which was a total botch. Which is another game me and my son enjoyed playing, but not the not the Amiga version. Just got awful. But Golden Axe, they did everything right. They got the sound right. It's got the cool intro stuff. It's got the music. It's got the uh, levels. It's got everything. Mm-hmm. It's all there. It looks great. It plays great. Easy choice for me. Yeah, yeah. I thought that this. I'm not a huge, huge fan of beat-em-ups. Um, this one is 
a little bit deeper than your average brawler. Mm. Uh, it's got some RPG elements in it. You, you know, you're picking up items, and uh, I like the map that is unfurled. Yes, you know, and I love that. And the, the hand, and the, and yeah, the there's, there's some nice little choices there. I like the the fact that you can ride various beasts. <laughs> some, <laughs> something that can't be understated is the controls. Uh, again, this in the arcade, this is a multiple button game. Uh, of course, the Amiga's got that one button, that darned button. But it works well uh, in this. The uh, I have no trouble controlling this at all, to be completely honest with you. I never have any problem. And uh, um, that's saying something, because that's obviously where the game lives or dies. Mm-hmm. And uh, Golden Axe, they just, they, the controls transferred over pretty well, considering you just have the one button. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what things, I mean, if you had to choose your favorite uh, brawler on the Amiga period, is this it? That's a that's a tough call. Um, this would be certainly be right up there. Um, I, I, I maybe it would be. I'm sitting here trying. I'm going through my head trying to think of, of other games I liked as much as this one. But this this might be it. I mean, it's it's a top shelf job. You know, mm-hmm. I, I also like Bad Dudes. I will say that. But Bad Dudes is such a stupid game <laughs> that it appeals to me. And mm-hmm. it was also a good conversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might add, and I'm sure a couple more would pop into my head. New York Warriors, I, is, is, I, I enjoyed that. Of course, it's more of it's a, a, a vert beat 'em up, you know. Right. But uh, um, this one, yeah, it may be. I mean, I hadn't really thought about it before. This may be the one. I I can't think of a game a brawler on the Amiga that I enjoyed more than this. I one. mean, I love Sword of Sudan. Mm-hmm. That's another one I like. But I mean. And I like that one most because it's the graphics are just huge, and it, right. that's the goofy sound and one. It's D and D ish, but it's not the player. This one is, mm-hmm. you know, it, it doesn't have uh, the the lasting power and the replay value that this does. So yeah, I, I, you may be on something, boat. You may All be right. on something, but cool. yep, I loved it. All right, number four, BC Kid. Now this, I have to say, this is a new one for me. Uh, this amongst the last uh, fifty games we did. 49, 50, however many we did. Um, I had played Bonk on occasion. I have a TurboGrafx-16, but I didn't have it for the TurboGrafx-16. And so when we did this episode, and I just happened to have picked it up that week, and if you'll recall, we played them both. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know you were partial to the the, uh, Turbo version, but the Amiga version... I liked it a lot before I played Bonk on the TurboGrafx, and I liked it more after. It's a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. It's very amusing. I mean, we could go into the details of why that BC kid slash Bonk is a is a cool character. He's funny. He's very emotive. He's unique in a in a, in a platforming genre that is ripe with sort of the same old thing a lot of times. Uh, the headbutt angle is amusing. The indestructible headbutt. The the way he powers up with the meat's funny. Mm-hmm. The level design's clever. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, the enemies are kind of wacky. I just it's got a lot going for it. Um, the uh, the the TurboGrafx 16 version came out well before the Amiga version, so you and so it it's to be expected that they would enhance it to a certain degree. It, it it's not necessarily true. Often we see stuff get you know released well after it was released on in the arcade or on other consoles, and it, they don't do anything to it, and it stinks sometimes. But they put they went the extra mile in this. They upgraded Bonk's graphic, they upgraded the color, they got rid of that god awful planet that's in the, the TurboGrafx 16 version. Uh, a lot to like. 
And this is amongst my favorite platformers on the Amiga. I mean, and I will say, it's something I've really discovered in the past year. Mm-hmm. So it, was, it came out of nowhere for me. Once again, uh, the show comes through and provides me with another game to play. And me and me and my son, it's another one. We'll sit around and play. We'll take turns playing it. You know, we always have a good time. He gets a kick out of Bonk. Uh, so uh, it was easy choice for me to make. put this one on the list. Yeah, yeah. I I really liked Bonk. Uh, I didn't have a TurboGrafx growing up, but I was able to play it on your, your system. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd played a little bit in emulation before. Um, but you're right. The, the the Amiga version is much better looking. Bonk sprite is much bigger. Uh, the backgrounds are more detailed. Um, the the downfall for me is that the game just doesn't control as well, just because of the up to jump. And there there are certain gameplay aspects that just don't seem to work as consistently for me. Like when you're bouncing off flowers, you know, with the trampoline jump, I can't seem to do that as as well. But overall, I mean, on a platform full of terrible platformers, Bonk really stands out. You know, I will say this, having both. There are advantages to the Turbo Graphics that the Amiga doesn't have the ability to part, to work with. And one is the Turbo Graphics 16's built-in, like, rapid-fire button, mm-hmm. like, uh, switch settings on, the, on its gamepad. It allows you to set things. It does make a difference. And in fact, on the Turbo Graphics, on certain games, they will the manual will tell you which way to set your switches for maximum gameplay value. Right. Yeah. In case in point, is Bonk has this sort of wall climbing ability where he'll attach himself to the side of the wall with his teeth, mm. and then if you rapidly press the button, he'll climb it. Well, on the Turbo Graphics controller, you just switch the switch to you know. Um, turbo and uh he'll climb right up and so that was something that i never realized until i played your version yeah the i will say given that again this is this is the same old story and then with the amiga the one button given what they had to transfer them over it works well i think one of the reasons why i can control it pretty well with the joystick is because we to be honest i've put more time in with the amiga version than i have the the uh turbo graphics version and you get used to it i will say right if i was coming out of the gate uh, the gamepad is, is the control in the Turbo Graphics is top shelf. The Amiga control is pretty good, and you have to get used to it, but it's pretty good. Turbo Graphics, that's one place that's got it beats the control. Yeah. But I still thought it was a really fun game, and it was an easy choice for me. Definitely solid pick. All right, number three is Swib. This is another one that came out of nowhere. Uh, you know, uh, we talked about on our Swib uh, show that me and my brother and I were big fans of Silkworm. Uh, which is the uh, predecessor to Swift. The spiritual successor was Swift, but I don't think there's any actual connection, as I recall from the episode we did. Um, Silkworm's an awesome two-player game. One guy plays a helicopter, one guy plays a like a jeep, mm-hmm. and you and you side-scroll through a shooting uh, thing, and you just blow stuff up. Pretty simple, but it's fun. Uh, Swift takes it up a notch, turns it all vert, and just kills it. I mean, again... I, I struggled. I, I thought we had a couple really good shooters this time around, uh, and I was like, "Man, which one did I enjoy the most?" And I and I will say I've played several other ones that are on my uh, list, my you know my honorable mention list more than I played Swift. Mm-hmm. But once I found out about Swift, I was just like, "Man, this is this is outstanding." I, like I said, we we reviewed Banshee in the first fifty episodes, and I actually like this more than Banshee. I, I I was just blown away by how much I enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's very different. It, I like the two player angle. I, I just like everything about it, and um, it's new to me. I mean, it's <laughs> and the thing is, 
this is one of those games that I heard I I didn't even know about until we started the show. And then me and Bud will go through some old magazines we've got to look for ideas for games. And I, this one popped up a bunch of times, you know, not that one, <laughs> but uh, 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 it would. I kept hearing about it, you know, and I kept and people would mention. I would read reviews of, of Silkworm, and they'd be like, "Man, Swiv is great. Silkworm is pretty good." Uh, but uh, uh, they were right. I mean, it really blew me away. I think I prefer it to Silkworm, but I mean, it's neck and neck. They're both awesome. Uh, but uh, as far we were actually, it was sort of a. Uh, we sort of had a plethora of decent shooters because Battle Squadron uh, was out, and we, which I, I had not played much. You know, of course, we did Hybris way back. We did, mm-hmm. we've done uh, uh, Banshee, Banshee, of course. There's some good stuff. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, I, will, I will say the Amiga lends itself to these sort of games, yeah, these, and this is a great one. These sort of you know sprite based uh, horizontal. Really, the only one that that we played that wasn't any good. What was that? What was that game that we just recently played? And it didn't get the scrolling down right. Sky Shark. Sky Shark, yeah. Which, which we never reviewed. We never reviewed. We don't do reviews, but we didn't even look at that one. Um, <laughs> but we did. But um, but yeah, that that was really the only... All the other sort of vertical, or I mean, horse... I'm talking vertical. That's right. Uh, scrolling shooters that we've done have just been excellent. It's a great platform for that genre. <clears throat> yeah, and this, I mean, people will argue this because it's really personal choice. And, but I mean, and I'll you know I, I love Hybris a lot, but this one's up in the area. Hybris has a beat for music, but uh, um, and I like the fact that Hybris is real colorful. Mm-hmm. But that again, the two player aspect of this, the way it works, I dig it. And plus, you know, it has a lot in common with its uh, with uh, Silkworm, and so I'm a big fan. It works out for me. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to move right along to your number two. Pick. Now this one's going to be a bit controversial. That's right. It is Three Stooges. Um, I know if you heard the episode we covered Three Stooges, you'll know my passion for this game. Um, I I was a Three Stooges fan when I almost out of the womb. In this country, when in my in my age group, when you got up in the morning for school, there were two things on TV: Little Rascals and Three Stooges, and that's it. Maybe some Bugs Bunny. That's all you got. And, uh, man, every morning before school, and often when I would come home, they'd be running those Three Stooges shorts. Mo, Larry, Curly, Curly Joe, Shemp, the whole nine yards. Saw them all and uh, just fell in love with them. So flash forward uh, a decade and a half, and and here comes the game. Three Stooges, the game. Now, I knew they had an arcade game called the Three Stooges, which I'd heard of but never seen. Mm. I don't know how I'd heard of it at that point. But this came out, and I just couldn't freaking believe it. I went to my buddy's house, and they showed it to me. And the, it was so un, the graphics were so unbelievable that I could not believe it. I mean, you got to understand, coming from a, a PC and then having somebody show you this, it's freaking unbelievable, man. You know, this, the detail and the hair of the Stooges yeah. and stuff. I, I've got to say that, um, you know, all qualms about the actual gameplay aside... <laughs> This is one of the best-looking titles on the Amiga. It is, and, and the sound, mm-hmm. I mean, they hit everything spot-on. And then when you play the game, it is a Three Stooges short. They hit every bullet point. You, it, it, the plot is literally based on a short. Mm-hmm. The bad guy is <laughs> unbelievable. You know, he looks like an old Stooges bad guy. The... Uh, the three Stooges, they picked the three most famous ones, the famous lineup, Moeller and Curly, and they they took 
you could tell the people that made this had not just said, okay, we're going to do this. They watched a ton of Three Stooges. Mm-hmm. They picked out the best bits. you got your pie throwing. You've got your hospital gurney chase, right? You've got the old boxing gimmick, which was, as much as I love that episode, that's the worst of the of the, <laughs> all the events because it's almost, nay impossible. I've never completed it. Well, yeah, and the boxing event, you don't really even box. Well, no, you don't box yeah, at yeah. all. You just run with the radio. Mm-hmm. But I mean, which that was a great bit. And if you if you ever watched that short, you know the uh, the, uh, the the eating contest with Curly uh, with the clams. You know this stuff, the pie throwing, of course. Straight out of the Three Stooges. Then, then you mix in the fact that they paid homage to the Stooges with the trivia. Mm-hmm. And I know maybe that's not everyone's bag, but hey, it's it's neat to learn something about the game you're playing and the, who they're based on. It was endorsed, fully endorsed by the families of the Stooges, which is awesome. It included a real nice book with it uh, that uh, you know talks all about the Stooges, goes into a lot of detail. My buddy bought this game. He still has it, Hose. And... Uh, um, it's just I like every single thing about it. I know some people will say, "Well, we'll go the, over the mini- uh, we'll, we'll we'll spend a little bit of time on the negatives later right. on in the show." Some people don't get in, off on the mini games, but I do. And as a as a as a package, as a as a, a, an homage to the show and the characters, I think it's top shelf. And like I told Bo when I put this list together, uh, I said I'm going to pick the games. That I that I play the most and enjoy, mm-hmm. and 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 this one's perennial, perennial favorite of mine, and so that it was the easy pick. It was one or two, and it ended up being number two. Awesome, cool. Well, speaking of number one, let's see what number one is. And this was an easy choice for me too. Number one is Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia. Now, right out of the gate, I'll say I know this was not an original Amiga title uh, it debuted on the apple and uh, it debuted there but it was perfected on the amiga uh they got everything right i'll give mechner credit jordan mechner the guy who came up with this he did the rotoscoping he's the same fellow that did karotica like i mentioned about before karotica to me felt like the beta test for this game it had it was a karotica was a very simple game with very awesome graphics very incredible movement right this game took that beautiful movement and put an incredibly intense, uh, well-thought-out platforming game behind it. This is an unusual platform game. There's not You're not uh, hoppled on a plethora of enemies. There's not a lot of hack and slash. There's some sword fighting, but most of, it's, most of it is skill-based. And the skill is running, jumping, ledge-grabbing. Inching. That's right, inching. <laughs> um, the controls are not for the weak at heart. Uh, you have to learn them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Amiga controls work perfectly fine. Uh, in fact, I prefer them. Uh, I, I like it. There's uh, very little, you know, HUD stuff going on. I mean, you're just you just go, and if you die, you're dead. You've got a few hit points. And, that's it. Well, and this is this is uh, an odd game because you're actually given a time limit to complete the game. Yes, absolutely. Uh, sadly, I've never beaten it, and I, I, I which I'll say I've played it for years. I, there are a few games on the Amiga that I just keep coming back to, right? Uh, and I've mentioned two here and a couple before. I was Wings was is one, that Stunt Car Racers run one, Three Stooges is one, but this one above all those even. And I don't know why that is. Uh, that it's been released for everything under the sun, but the Amiga version, it's I like the sort of stark 
backgrounds. I like the uh, sound effects. I like the way it looks, and I like I like the way it handles. I just everything about it, because as this series moved on, it always got tweaked a little bit. They'd try to make the dungeons look better. They'd try to mess with stuff. Maybe it'd play a little bit different. Maybe they'd tweak the controls. Well, that what to me that's not Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia is, the, is this. This is perfect. It's the perfect version. They never got any better. And that's why I picked number one. It was an easy choice. Like I said, most of this list, I, I had to really sit around and think about, but the top two, I had no problem. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But you, right. you liked Prince of Persia, didn't you? You know, I liked it. Um, to me, I if I'm going to play a platformer, I want it to be a little bit more twitchy. This is one that you really, it's more of a thinking man's platformer. Um, in much the same way that a game like God's is, where it's a little bit slower moving, um, and you, it's more about trial and error. You know, you, you go into a room for the first time, you kind of fall to your death, and you say, okay, well, I'll learn not to do that next time. Um, one of the things that is, just because I've gotten so used to it, I really would have appreciated having some save points, you know, so when you die, you don't go all the way back. You gotta, you gotta beat that level, bud. But that's, <laughs> that's just the way the game is. Um, yeah, I can't deny how great it looks. It really looks fantastic. I, I thought it was interesting to play this on the Mac Plus. This is one of the few games that I have on my Mac Plus. And um, the even though it's in black and white, it's actually the, your your hero is is much more well defined uh, because the the higher res screen. Um, I thought the sword play in this game was actually pretty good. It's, I it's, thought there was, it's, it's not, there was that's not the easiest to thing to pull no. off. You're not insulting nobody, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, but yeah, you know what you said, I could agree with, but to a certain degree. But uh, I, for me, I'm, I probably because I don't have the skill that you do to be honest with you, those twitchier games. Mm-hmm. I like a game where I can sit back, and I mean, granted, in this game you're under a time limit. Ultimately, you've got to get there in, in, mm-hmm. in sixty or ninety minutes, gamer. But for me, I'm, I'm pretty realistic about my chances, so I, I like to take my time and ponder my various moves. And once you get the jumping, the grabbing, the controls down, mm-hmm. it's less of a uh, Dragon's Lair and more of an actual game where you I mean, yeah, you're going to get caught with some stuff and you're going to get killed occasionally, but it's not there's not certainty that you're going to die right. if you're quick enough. And there is, get past there is some, sort you know, of like a, um, a, a a list of mechanisms that are present in the dungeon where you can kind of after you fall to your death or you know you learn to recognize traps. More yeah, easily. I don't think it's cheap. No, it's, I don't think it's cheap either. Plus, there's secrets. I should mention that that makes that's always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, I mean, if you consider how old this game is, um, you know, it's just like a vintage wine to me. Just it. It's a game that I mean, I'm by now. It's it's that this formula has sort of been done to death. But when this came out, I mean, I can't tell you how blown away I sure, was. Sure, it was the first it. of its kind. It really was a true miracle. Well, uh, let's move on to my top five. All right, here the we best go. Top five. Oh, now listen to you. So, my top five. We're going to start things off with uh, a recent game we just did on episode ninety nine. The Secret of Monkey Island. Now, um, these are the re- this is why I thought about this. This is this is really why I loved point and click adventure games back in the day. Mm. Um, they were the most beautiful games out there at the time. I mean, I hadn't played a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of, of graphical adventure games, or really just games that really had a lot of great graphics. Altogether, because I grew up on the Atari 1200 XL, <laughs> and there, I mean, 
it just graphics were not its strong suit. Uh, none of the eight bit computers they, they really looked fantastic. I thought graphics. the Atari was amongst the best. They yeah, they are amongst the best. But when you look at a game like Monkey Island with the amount of colors, oh yeah, they couldn't compete yeah. with that. No. And when I saw you know other, I was you know on the PC of course. But when I saw games like this and King's Quest on the PC, I really the games were slow moving games. Obviously, so you can take the time and sit back and appreciate the artwork. You know, because you're not worrying about somebody running in to cut your head off or something. Right. So that's that's one I, I like to dwell on the um, on the intricacies of the artwork in games like these. Um, a game like Monkey Island was really the first um, the first adventure game to really rely on the writing to tell the story. Uh, it of course wasn't the first point and click adventure game or the first graphical adventure game. You know, you had King's Quest and you had Maniac Mansion. But neither one of those games really relied on the writing to tell the story. The writing was just kind of window dressing. You were left to your own devices to figure out what to do. Mm. Um, and uh, it's hard to, to write good dialogue for video games. And it's especially hard to write funny dialogue in video games. That's true. And Monkey Island manages to pull both of those things out. I think Ron Gilbert is the guy that, that wrote this. And uh, you know he's still, he's still in the games industry writing stuff. Um, I we got frustrated. I got frustrated, and when we were doing our live stream of this game, and we ended up not doing a live stream at all because I couldn't. I missed out on going into the kitchen at the right time. But that was just because we were talking, and you know, it's rare that you have to give a point-and-click adventure game your full attention. You can kind of operate it at your own speed. But there are a couple a couple places in this game where uh, you you are uh, obligated to react with some speed. Um, this game's got a great cast of characters. The insult sword fighting, of course, is stuff of legend. The rubber chicken with a pulley in the middle. Um, all of that stuff. I mean, th this is sort of the prototype of uh, the adventure games that companies like Telltale are still making today. I, uh, I can say nothing bad about this game. Um, most people would have this amongst their top five, honestly. Uh, for me, again, I, I, this is not really my bag, these games. I'm a, not a patient man. Uh, and really, also, like it's funny, we had uh, our buddy John on, and he, he talked about Future War, which is a game that's uh, similar to this in some ways. And that was, again, it was more my speed. But even now, I didn't play a whole lot. It's just, I don't have the patience for these, and I'm not really, the whole, the whole uh, plot, the whole piratey thing didn't do it for me. But that much said... Uh, Play, playing it for the review or the the look over, I keep saying that. It uh, doesn't. It, just call it a review. Play, playing it when we when we had a look at it. I'm calling uh, it a review from now oh on. Oh God, I'm not. Uh, when we had a look at it, and I got to sit down and really play with it, it is. It's it's a game that is good, whether you no matter really what you're into. I mean, there were parts that I, I cackled, and I, once I played for a while, and then I was like, okay, I picked up what I didn't play. I watch videos of, of people playing, and there are some parts that I just—I mean—they were hilarious. And I, I remember sitting there and just watching. It was like watching a show. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Man, this is—it's as good, and it's clever. You don't see the direction it's going." Uh, again, the insult thing, hilarious. The, the, the used boat salesman—he's always doing this <laughs> stuff. I thought that guy, by far, my favorite character. But uh, the the pirates were the uh, ghosts were were interesting. I love the way they're rendered. Um, the uh, very first time you see them, I just like the colors they use. The art in this, of course, they did a real good job. It, it, there's a couple things that are weird when it zooms in with the close-ups and they're 
realistic looking. Yeah, that's that, kind of strange. That kind of, I'd say that's among my least favorite things. I remember it. doing research, and one and one of the main guys that worked there said that was one of the things he did that jarred him too, mm-hmm. and it did is weird. But they look good. I yeah, mean, it's not really a complaint; it's just it's odd. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, um, and you and it goes in a very. Str- I mean, there's no way you're going to sit down and predict what's happening. It goes in a real kind of weird direction. This whole game does. The and one thing that you mentioned, it's a game that's based on the writing, which is true. But it's based on the writing. With, but they've got one hell of a good interface on this. They really nailed that interface. And when you've got a an interface that is not a, a bother, that's half the battle right there. That doesn't mean you're going to have a good game. But, I mean, we've played a lot of these games, and I've played a bunch over the years. The interface can be such a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. You know, just, and you're having to navigate. It's like, oh, Jesus, this is the best thing to come up with. You know, they, this one, the whole time I played it, I didn't think to myself, why'd they do this? You could tell they put a lot of thought into it. You know, they had some big minds that thought about how it was going to work. And it's, I mean, I can't deny it. It's a, it's a good choice. Thank you. <laughs> you finally got one. Moving on to number four. And this is Budokan. You sure it's called Budokan? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I want to make sure that Eve's okay. So I want to take this live on the air. Okay. Hello, dear? Dear? Hello? Hmm. I don't know that she meant to call me. That's all right. Sounds like she was doing Budokan on somebody's butt. I think that she was. She was practicing her own Budokan. So this is this is not called Bushido. Oh, dang it. I make uh, one small mistake. The entire 50 episodes. Well, it's, it's funny because I think that there was something, like you were going out of town or something. Some I couldn't contact you for a couple of days, and I kept looking for this game Bushido. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be ready for the show. And uh, But then finally I got a hold of you and found out it was called Budokan, and it became my top, my number four game. I know. I, 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 then you said you hadn't. Have you... Not played this before. Um, I had not played this before. Um, this is, you know, I think that fighting games on the Amiga, the by and large, they get kind of provide a wrap because of the one button thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, uh, this game does all it can with what it has. Um, you know, you are basically you enter into this martial arts tournament. Uh, in the Budokan, I guess the Budokan is the name of the building. That's right. right. That's right. Very famous. Uh, Suit. It was a built for the Olympics, I believe, as I recall. Okay. And I believe it, th- there's a newer one, and it was there is there now, but it was it's been used for sumo championships and rock concerts and everything. Um, and so, uh, the you basically you you you're a fighter, and you've got different weapons, and uh, your job is to dispatch your opponent. Aaron, talk more while I take this. You know, one thing about boot about Budokan, I almost did it again. Is this is the this is the Prince of Persia of fighting games? It's a like Boat mentioned. It's a slower game, but it, it lends itself well to this particular style of fighting. Um, it's not Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, but when you 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 can you have enough time to sit back. I mean, it's not like you just sit there and say, oh, "It's not a you know turn base." But it's it's a it's not super fast. I just mentioned it's the Prince of Persia fighting games, which is what I like about it. Me and Boat are both old martial arts guys, as I've mentioned a few times. It's so it tickles that you you've got that 
you know, we've and it's got our various martial arts in it mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And the fighting is, I feel, is fair. And really, the controls, which we barely scratch the surface on, are very deep. And when you look at all the things you can do, I remember I, this is one of the games I printed out the instructions for. And I was just back. I was like, man, look at all these freaking moves you can yeah. do. It's like a ton of moves. And the way that you have this thing called a key meter. And, you know, you can't just go to town button mashing because you'll you'll physically wear yourself out. Um, and so you've got to balance the moves that you do, the defense that you play. And you can you can defeat your opponent but still get a bad ending, mm-hmm. um, you know, if your key meter is not, is not what it should be. Um, <clears throat> Wouldn't it be cool to see, have you ever seen, I know that you, you've watched a lot of martial arts, have they ever done these sort of like interdisciplinary fights before where like bow staff versus new Not Taku? with weapons that I've seen. <laughs> I, I don't think, I, I probably wouldn't be too fair That's to true. the guy that brought the sword or the or the, or the uh, pointed spear. Yeah. You know, and of course, if you if you think about it, you, the original UFCs, were, the, the premise was this, it, well, without the weapons, mm-hmm. bring together all these various art forms, martial art forms. And and see which one's the the king, and you know, and, I mean, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's. I mean, there's. A lot Would of you say that Brazilian jiu-jitsu is the king of the martial arts? No, I'd say I would say it's right up there. I mean, but I I mean, American wrestling is right there too. You mean like pro wrestling? No, I mean amateur wrestling. Oh. Uh, uh, and then all it, the days of the UFC. The UFC accomplished what it's the one to start. Not to get off on a tangent. They picked out. They figured out what worked and what didn't in that system. Mm-hmm. The UFC is not like it was. It now has rules. They're very, they're and it's enforced by the athletic commissions. You know, in the old ones, it was almost everything goes. Now, there's no one that just comes in and does one thing. Now you have. Now it's just you're a, a mixed martial artist. And in, in the in the, the in the actual and in some ways, it probably has hurt martial arts in some ways because. It's hard to justify some of the things you're teaching. Right. I watch my kids' jujitsu class. I'm like, why is he doing that? That's stupid. I think of the stuff I used to train in. I'm like, man, why do, that would that would never work? But you know, you know, it was taught for yeah. a zillion years. Yeah. You know? And part of it, I'm sure, is because you're you're it's it's more than self defense. It's almost an art form. You know. Yeah. Exactly. That, that and, and that's really the way it should be viewed. Mm-hmm. But this game captures a lot of that fun uh, parts of martial arts, and it captures the you know. You you get to have the bow staff guy take on the kendo stick guy, and then they have then you get to go and fight, uh, you know, at the Budokan. You get to go in there and, and you've got to fight. You get to fight these other fighters that have that all kind of zany names, and they've got disciplines and weapons that you can't have, mm-hmm. which makes it cool. Right? You know, they could have just used the same guys. I mean, really, it's one of those games where they went the extra mile to put the extra stuff in to make it fun. On top of the fact that it's got beautiful graphics, you can wander around the gardens. Mm-hmm. It's got the guy that dispass, that dispenses the crazy wisdom. You know, so a good choice. This one, I seriously considered this one myself. Uh, I played this one. One of the reasons I didn't pick this one, the Amiga, is because I played it much more on the PC. Mm. Amiga version's better, you know, but I was I haven't played it as much on here as I did that. So, But, yeah, a good choice. I can't, I can't fault you on this one either. Awesome. I want to, but those are both, that's a great game. All right, well, let's see what you think about number three, Syndicate. <clears throat> so, um, Syndicate is a game that I thought I was going to hate, and I feared reviewing it. Now, you've never, ever played this? Never. Had you ever heard of it? Never. Really? Never. Because it has quite a following. I know, I know. Um, I never I never got into Syndicate. Uh, I was a fan of Bullfrog's games. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, played a lot of theme park back in the day. What was the other one that they did that was real big? I liked Magic Carpet. Magic Carpet, right. Um, but, uh, you know, this was suggested to us by a Patreon supporter. And um, so we, we ended up doing it. But I ended up really liking it. Um, this is sort of a forerunner to a game like Grand Theft Auto where you're unleashed into a, a city. The city is not nearly as sprawling as, you know, the, the cities mm -hmm. in later games, but you're basically allowed to go and wreak as much havoc as you want. You have a specific uh, objective to attain, and um, you're, whenever you, what, what the syndicate is, what the title means is you are um, part of a group, a syndicate, as it were, and you're trying to take over vast swaths of territory in Europe. And as you take over these uh, these pieces of territory, the people that you uh, are now, they're now subjugated to you, they pay you taxes, you use those taxes to fund your operation. Sort of like how, you know, modern government works. It's sort of like, they aren't there sort of like, as I recall from doing the research is they're like mega corps aren't they yeah it's like, yeah it's it's very, it's very uh, shadow run it's very shadow running mm -hmm. which i believe shadow run probably predates this but it would be close yeah yeah and um so <laughs> the the game works from an isometric viewpoint the sprites are very small um and uh it looks sort of like cannon fodder like a more realistic cannon fodder um you have different weapons that you can use. Your objectives range from either, you know, taking out your opponents lethally or maybe you have to kidnap a scientist. There's a, uh, I can't remember the name of the gun, but it's some sort of a ray beam that you shoot at them and it makes them follow you. Um, yeah, that, but that's another weird one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you are able, you've got four guys and you can either all go in together or you can spread out. Um, it's, a, it's a really kind of... Um, unique game. I don't think there's anything else quite like it on the Amiga. Um, the The one downfall is that you can't see inside buildings. When you go into a building, which is where most of the people are hanging out, uh, you can't really see what's going on in there. I, I don't know if that was a result of the graphical inabilities of the of the Amiga just to not be able to show that or if it was a they couldn't they didn't have enough money to flesh out the interiors or what. But apart from that, I really I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would. And I found it to be not as intimidating as I originally suspected. This game, first of all, I, I think you'll like. I read the article in Kickstart this this month. I think you'll like this game just because it's got tiny little people. In I it. like tiny little people. But that said, uh, this game talk about people. talk about a, a a game. I mean, if you think about the, uh, it's a big game on the for the Amiga. Mm -hmm. This is, I mean. Nothing against the Amiga, but this is a an ambitious title, all right? Um, a, another game where I wish younger me would have played it because old, lazy, don't have time for nothing me just couldn't. So I had this is just one of the reasons we don't do these big games is I had a hell of a time just getting to sit down and play this game and try to figure out what the hell was going on. Mm. I had a, I had a decent graph there towards the end of the week, but I was just like, "Dang, this is." Yeah, oh yeah, I had know. to watch a lot of playthroughs and but, read the instructions. Uh, you know, but I love the plot. I'm, a, I'm an old, and again, I'm an old role playing guy, and I played the hell out of some Shadowrun back in the day, the old Fossa uh, favorite, and uh, great game by the way, role playing game. What is Fossa? Uh, I don't know what it stands for. Is that the company? Yeah, like TSR. Or yeah, whatever? this was that. Yeah, uh, and uh, but um, it was a real fun game, that, and it. It did rise in popularity, but none of my friends liked it as much as, say, D&D. &D. Uh, but, man, it was neat. And the premise was cool. And this reminds me of that quite a bit where you've got... Of course, this is all goes back to the whole cyberpunk mm 
you know, I don't want to say dystopian, but, you know, that kind of, you know, corporations have their own standing armies and mm-hmm. blah, 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 you know. But I, I like the fact that you just basically control, like, you've got goons. You control, you tell the goons to go out and do something, or the mission tells you to go out and get your goons to do it. Mm-hmm. And you send in the goons. Goons kill people, goons turn people to cars, whatever you want to do. It was fun. Um, is it a game I would play now? No. But, and it's just strictly because of time. It, so I can't fault you for picking it. Uh, uh, and boy, it's, it's still pretty popular. So You know, there was a Syndicate uh, game that was released, on, I think, on the Xbox 360. Syndicate Wars? Was yeah. that that? And, um, but this was a first-person shooter. Yeah. And the Syndicate fans were not pleased. I remember this. They, are, they were not happy. Yeah. I don't recall it doing that well. I don't think that it was. It was one of those... I think I saw it played. And it was one of those mid-tier, uh, you know, first-person shooters from the last generation. And those games have mostly gone away now because the, all games are so expensive to make that you either have indie games that are real light or you have, you know, AAA titles like Call of Duty. Well, if you recall, uh, uh, was it Gamma World? I know. What was it? What was the thing called? What's the, the post-apocalyptic... Uh, shooter series it's real popular Fallout mm-hmm. right? Fallout was a uh, was was basically based on a on a old role playing game called, much much the same it was yeah called Fall but I mean it was based on another role playing an actual role playing oh, game called Gamma game. World okay Gamma World was about a post apocalyptic you know mutant mm-hmm. Mad Max that all that job mm-hmm. it was a TSR game and uh, uh, it's another one that when they they changed the way it played. People sort of, but it's funny it. though because um, you know Fallout One and Two look a lot like Syndicate. The, yeah, the sprites were a little bit bigger um, and more well defined. But this was you know a much newer game too. But when when Fallout Three came out, uh, I'm sure that there were people that did not take to it well. But the it really it was not like Syndicate because you know Fallout Three spawned many uh, DLCs and now Fallout Four and everything. Yeah. So it really did, and there are there. Are, I'm sure that there are still fans that say Fallout One and Two are the core. You know, that's those are the ones that you should play. But turning anything into a first person shooter just seems like an easy way out. Uh, you know, you just took the. I, I was gonna. I was waiting for you to fight me on this, but they they took the easy road mm-hmm. because and don't get me wrong I don't have a problem with first person shooters I've played a few my my day I'm not I'm not the biggest fan but I mean there's a formula there mm-hmm. and, and no matter what people say about it I fought with my brother till I'm, I wish he was sitting here I'd fight mm-hmm. with him right now I fought with him till I'm blue in the face there's a formula it's I mean it you take doom doom had the formula and they just moved they've moved it up the evolutionary scale some things have been brilliantly done mm-hmm. but I mean no, you, you're still shooting people in the face. Yes, there's very few exceptions, and I will say that Cthulhu game is one that comes to mind where you there's very little combat. Yeah, Mirror's Edge is another one. Yeah, and you know, and now a lot of these new survive in the in the forest type mm-hmm. games. You know, they've they've taken that genre and or taken that device that and then spun it in these crazy ways, which is good. Mm-hmm. But I mean, design something like this, no easy task. Yeah, yeah, and I think that in this day and age, to release something like Syndicate. You'd have to release it on mobile. I mean, you know, the, the, these kind of games—they don't—they they don't work well on a console. Either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like people—people people of the game buying generation don't want to play a game that has this isometric perspective unless it's on mobile. I mean, look at the look at the like Clash of Clans and all that stuff. I mean, we laugh all that stuff off, but. Those those are those are moving copies. Yeah, you know? you're right. You're right. So, but good choice again. Not my bag, but that's a good choice. All right. 
Number two. <laughs> World-class leaderboard this one. golf. So this is... Um, I feel like people will think, why did he pick a golf game for his number two game? <laughs> they don't know you like I do. But really and truly, this is a game that I go by. I have very fond memories of playing this on the PC. This was the first... I don't know if this was the first golf game that I ever played, but I think that it was. Um my dad got it for his old IBM compatible 8088 machine. Um, and uh, I still remember watching all the scenery get drawn in ever so slowly in between each shot. Yeah. Uh, I like the way that the swing meter works in this. Um, there's a couple different swing meters in golf games. You've got uh, something like Hot Shots Golf. And there's tons of other games, but it's basically a really long meter, and you can really see where your yardage is. And um, in this golf game, you, you it's a lot more skill-based. You have to know, like, you have to be able to do the math and say, if you've got 100 yards on your club, you know, where is halfway on that meter? Because it's not gauged out like a like a, like a a beaker or something Plus like that. Plus, it's so short, yeah. you've got to be quick to yeah. get that halfway yeah. point. So, it's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a definite amount of challenge here. Some might say the evolution of the longer meter comes from this because longer is better, let's be honest. Well, you are able to play more accurately, yes. for sure. Um, the putting on this, it's it's not that great. Um, this is the, You can't see the, the way that the, the, the green rises and falls. Um, I believe there was a isn't there isn't there a keyboard command I'll let you look at a graph chart I don't think so not in world class leaderboard hmm, not the um, but uh, it's that it's it's a small complaint like I said they, there's there's a couple <coughs> golf games that I really like on the Amiga um, but this was the only one that we reviewed mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> in these last fifty episodes and I love a good golf game I know you love golf and I would love to bury you <laughs> because. Um, Look at this game by today's standards. But I played the hell out of this game. I, much like yourself, I played it on the PC. And playing it on the PC, as long as I did, when I played it on the Amiga, I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. And and I'll tell you why. The, the Number one, the sound should have been awesome. It should have. You're it's, right. It's crap. Mm-hmm. It's crap sound. The PC had the real sound. The PC sound was crap, but... The real sound made it less crap because you you used to utter crap. Right. So when so, you hear a guy talk, you hit looks like you hit the tree, Jim. Right. You know, I hear the birds chirping. And just and for, for people that that missed this episode, the real sound basically did some kind of crazy engineering where they took your PC beeping speaker and and and, and did something to it to where it could produce human speech. Yeah, it could or sound effects or too. sound effects. Yeah, birds you chirping know, and, stuff like and, that. And it was amazing. For someone who, I mean, again, coming from the PC with no sound card, mm-hmm. this I was just like, holy cow. You right. know? And it played a pretty decent play of golf. At the time, you're like, wow, this is a good golf game. You're right about what you said. It's a simple, easy to jump into golf game. Yeah, The meter is what become, basically became the, the gold standard of meters that went on. I mean, they, they tweaked it here and there. And some games try to get real cute with the meter. Don't get cute with it. It works fine just like this. Mm-hmm. The draw-in was standard fare back in the day. Uh, this ran faster than it did on my PC. I can tell you that. But it didn't look that much better than it should have. Yeah. It, uh, uh, you know, it's... As far as golf games go, it's not the best on the Amiga. Uh, we haven't covered 
Uh, we've covered what two golf games? We covered another golf game. No, this we've one? talked about doing. We should definitely. Golf. There's a we've couple other ones out there and links I want to do, but this one is it's not the best. And so uh, I, as much as I've played it, I can't badmouth you. I, I just can't. And I know you like to sit back with a cold one mm-hmm. and and play some golf. And so I I, I can understand it, yeah. but. It would not be in my top top of my list. It, I mean, but I have put more time into it than I have a lot of the games that I picked, unfortunately. All right. Well, now we are left with number one. It's sad. My memory's so sad. I can't remember anything. <laughs> number one is Rodlin. Okay, Rodlin. Is it coming back to you now? Get, no, but I, now I get it. Rodlin. <laughs> All right. So, Rodlin is an arcade port. That we'd never heard of before. No, I had never heard of this game. Uh, it's pretty clear. I, I don't think that this game got a U.S. release. Boy, I really thought that I was going to like this background movie, but it's starting to make me ill. So I'm just going <laughs> to turn it off. Um, the... Uh, who was it? Was it Dreamcatcher that was it pressing was, uh, for Several people had mentioned Several people mentioned it. I, I saw it, and then we saw it on list, too. Yeah, it's another yeah. one we saw... But people had brought up Rodlin. We it kept coming up on top ten lists, top twenty lists, and we were like, "What the hell is this?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. And when I when we finally fired it up, I was like, "Boy, this is great!" Because to me, it plays sort of like a less frustrating Mister Do's Castle. Yeah, uh, there is a little bit of bubble bobble in it. Um, you know, you can ride on bubbles, obviously. Um, but the way that you dispatch your enemies is pretty unique. Uh, you have a uh, a parasol, or no, it's a rod. Sorry, I was thinking about parasol stars. <laughs> You've got a rod, hence the name Rod Land, and it's a magical rod. And when you touch an enemy with it, it sort of emits a shower of lightning, and your enemy becomes attached to it, and you raise it up over your head and smash behind you and in front of you. You and batter so, them. Yeah, you, you batter, batter them to death. Yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, you're collecting flowers. Um, there's, uh, there's, la- you have a ladder button, so you can create ladders wherever that you want. Is, That'd be great in Dew's Castle, wouldn't it? It'd be good in real life. Yeah. Just pop one out. So um, that would be great in Dew's Castle. Oh, you ain't yeah. kidding, brother. Um, so I really like this game. The anime stuff is not really my bag, but the, you know, you don't really have to subject yourself to that art style outside of the uh, the opening movie. Uh, the the box of this game is rather strange. It's a, you've got a kind of a friendly shark that doesn't appear to be part of the game, and a chimpanzee. <laughs> I think he's um, a bad guy. That's what I have to Yeah, yeah, and and then you've got your little uh, your your girls that look more like trolls in the in the, in the front than the anime girls that they uh, they are uh, projected as in the opening cutscenes. But anyway. I really like Rodland. I still play it all the time. It looks almost exactly the same as the arcade port. Yes. Uh, this one, again, well, how many, that's about fifth or sixth time I've said this on this episode, but we, it's another one that just came out of nowhere. I was just like, I had, like you said, we have no idea what the hell this was. And then it comes up on the screen. I remember we I'm sitting and loading it up at the house. I was just like, what the hell? Look at that. Just so, it looked beautiful. I mean, we play a lot of emulated stuff. It looks like you just made loaded up ROMs from the arcade. Beautiful opening screen. It's got all the uh, it's got all the attract mode stuff in it. It sounds great. It plays great. It's colorful. My kid and me played the hell out of this. Uh, uh, we've played a ton of it, a ton of it uh, uh, since since we found it. It's fun. You know, it's another one. I can't badmouth your choice. Uh, it's not one that I picked. I, I personally I like Mister Deuce Castle more. 
And I'm not the bu- Bubble Bobble fan. Like I said, I'm, a, I'm also, I like Liquid Kids more. We haven't done Liquid Kids, but it's on my list. Um, but this is good. It's fun. It's another one you can pick it up pretty quick. Like my kids picked it up. And we, we played it all the way through, I believe, the arcade. Uh, we've played a lot of it. I mean, and as I said with the uh, with the uh, um, with Golden Axe, uh, this is one that's probably it's is way way more arcade perfect than Golden Axe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to tell the difference if you stack these things side by side. Which one was which? I mean, it's dead on. Yeah, you know. And so here's the thing: if they if it was, if it was an arcade game, they convert it, and the conversion is perfect and it's fun. It's a winner. So I can't, you know, and and kudos to the to the listeners that sent this in and said listen to it. And I've got a couple more requests that I'm like, okay, I've been holding on to. I'm like, okay, well, here's a couple more because who knows the next fifty what we're gonna find out. But so far, the ones we've been told to play have been really good, and this was a real winner. So yeah, that's a good choice. I can't deny it. Well, that that rounds up my my top. Five. Did you have any honorable mentions? No, and I I do know that you have some honorable mentions, and I thought we might stick those in between the listener bottom five and top five. All right, sounds fair enough. Um, so we're gonna move on to the listener bottom five. So if you weren't aware, we had a, a voting system in place on our site, everythingamiga.com. Uh, thanks to Will Williams for setting up his uh, magical his genius yeah, yes, thing. The brain trust. Um, and you were able to upvote games and downvote games. So the listeners top five were the five most upvoted games. And of course the bottom five were the most downvoted games. So we're going to skip over to that right now. Ooh. The listener bottom five. The listener bottom five. <laughs> And we'll start out with a game that we can all agree that belongs on this list, Outrun. This game is uh, a front to humanity. <laughs> Beautiful opening screen, which makes it worse. That's where the beauty ends. That's because they taunt you, they tease you. This is how it used to look and how you made you feel. Look <laughs> how clear that the, the, the Ferrari symbol is yeah. on the back of the, that and car. It, it, it doesn't just, look that way in the game. I it goes south in a big way. So let's let's just run down the list of, of uh, infractions here. Uh, number one, frame rate, crap. Sound, crap. The actual control is crap. All right? Uh, <clears throat> who knows how much of the game is here? I mean, I played all the way through it a couple races. I'm assuming... Most of what was in the arcade is here, but who knows? Did you ever, did you go through and play every single possible? Game? No, I mean, I I had a hard time. I felt like this game was easier than the arcade game. I felt like I could make more progress in it, but I didn't, didn't I didn't to. want to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This and again in a world where we've got the Lotus series, uh, and even that Jaguar game we mm-hmm. played for the Amigos Challenge, this uh, has no place here. Another horror. It's fun. What is going on with the Sega conversions? Now, sometimes they get it right, and sometimes they get it incredibly wrong. And this one is just. Did, I think was it U.S. Gold that developed this one? I mean, well, was, this game had two releases. It had, I think, a Sega conversion and a U.S. Gold one. But I think both of them were terrible. So. Well, I, the the one I played was just the worst. Mm. Now, I um, for any of you that are into the Amigos plays. Uh, I played the, uh, I guess the sequel to this on the Amiga. It was called uh, Outrun Europa. Uh, <clears throat> the gimmick in this one was you start off on a motorcycle. It's sort of you're trying to, uh, uh, there's a plot to it, believe it or not, like, sort of like a spy plot. And you start on a motorcycle, and then you get to a boat. And you go to several different types of cars, you know, and it sounds interesting. And you go across Europe, uh, France, Spain, you know, it's 
and but it just it didn't play very well. It was better than this, mm-hmm. but it was still the problem with it was you couldn't see far enough ahead of you to avoid any of the oncoming traffic. Right, the and angle so, was, and so and when and I hate games like that. Mm-hmm. And so, but I mean, otherwise it might have been better. And the boat part, don't even get me started. It was just horrible. So yeah, but th- it was better than this. But this is an avoid. Avoid at all costs. Embarrassment. Yeah. Embarrassment. And I don't know, have, have, is there a good computer version of OutRun? That was- OutRun 2006 was released on the PC for a brief period of time. Uh, now that game commands a high price because uh, it's no longer made because the uh, whatever company that made it lost the Ferrari license. Huh, no kidding. Yeah. What a bummer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if there was ever... Uh, did you ever play some, like the Genesis or anything? You know, the Genesis port is not too bad. Uh-huh. Um, I think I did an Amigos Plays on it, and uh, I played it on the Xbox, and uh, it's it's it, but it just it doesn't look it doesn't look much better, to be honest with you. Well... We know the Amiga was capable of much more than this, yeah. and that's what makes it worse. Yeah. We should have had a really good port of OutRun, but that's still be good. Hey, I think five might be too low for this one, to be honest with you. It should maybe <laughs> higher. Well, maybe you wish it would uh, take the place of this next one, number four. Yeah, the three when stages. I saw this, I was, I was uh, speechless and wrought with anger, furious <laughs> anger. I don't know why... This game got killed. I can't believe it. I honestly cannot. This is a a, a much ballyhooed Amiga title. And well, let me let me offer some some suggestions oh, on geez. why this was. Different. Here we go. So, and to be honest with you, I like Three Stooges. Um, I, I know you do. And, and um, but the mini games, the the way that this game is laid out like a board game, means that you could be screwed, no matter how good you are. You know, and so like you, you could get to a certain point and just land on the wrong square too many times, and the game would be over. Well, that's what the beat up your buddies parts for. It slows down the hand that moves across the play field. Another thing is that the loading times on the Amiga version are awful. Well, I'll, now I'll stop you right there. My recent expertise and playing of this has been on the uh, compact flash card, mm-hmm. and I often think that sometimes. When we go over these games, we have the luxury, right, of having this. And I will, I cannot deny the fact that this is not fun to set through the loads on. It is, it was always a pain in the butt. Excuse me, the only good thing now, at least, I don't have to worry about the disc getting bad if I'm using the GoTech, for example. But I, I'll grant you, the load time, now, but look at what it's loading. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's yeah. that's a criticism. And then the and then the, the the last reason that I have possibly why this game was voted the number four worst game of all time by the Amigos fans is I just don't think that the Stooges play well overseas. Uh, I showed Eep some shorts and she was not she was not enjoying it. Uh, the, the sort of uh, physical comedy that uh, we tend to find hilarious here is not the same kind of humor that other people like. Well, I, it's funny. I mentioned this before. I thought you were like, you killed me on this. But, I mean, I think there's a cultural... I agree. Uh, I think there's a cultural... I don't know how well or how... I don't know how much the Stooges got played overseas. Maybe... Or the, or the Little Rascals. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that stuff got played. People may listen like, what the hell are these guys? Mm-hmm. If you're not... Someone that's watched the Stooges, you're gonna. It would be. I mean, I still think the game's fun, mm-hmm. but it would lose a lot of the, uh, the 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 fun factor from experiencing things from your youth again, that right. sort of thing. So I'll I'll grant you that one too. Uh, it's it's. I hope some of you that that killed this, 
uh, will get the WHD version and give it another shot. Uh, I really think there's a lot of fun to be had. Again, I wish there were more mini games. At this game, I would love to see like an updated version with more mini games with no load time. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be awesome. I don't think it's gonna happen, but uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, and I would make the uh, boxing mini game more playable. Yeah, you know, that's I mean, the one that's real done. When your generation dies. <clears throat> The, the Stooges will die with you. Well, I don't know. That movie that came out a few years ago was pretty successful. That came out like 15 years ago. It wasn't that long ago. It's been in the 2000s. The 2000s? That's like 15 well, yeah, years okay. ago. But it was, it was all like 10 years ago, I think. They're, they're still talking about the sequel, so it can ha- it'll happen. But I, I think it's, uh, you know, really, let's face facts. There's no room, I hate to say it, I hate to say this, folks. There's no room in the modern world for the Three Stooges. Their kind of comedy, people get I hear it all the time. I remember me and Luke were watching. Oh, you shouldn't let Luke watch that. He's going to... Or same thing with Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny, number five. They shoot each other with a shotgun in the face. No one cared. Hit each other with a bowling pin. Smash somebody with an anvil. You know, I mean, the three suits just beat the hell out of each other. Poke each other in the eyes. It's funny. But now everyone's real sensitive about this stuff. All the kids. The kids are going to go hit each other with anvils, I guess. Or, or they're going to blow each other in the face with shotguns. It's just not worth it. Who would make this now? You'd be insane to try to put something like this the, out. The only it would just be you know to target the Stooges fans that are left. Now it'd just be like hitting each other with pillows and and then afterwards soothing each other's boo boos. It'd be sad. It's a sad. We live in a. The, I don't know what's happened. I don't know the Stooges. That sort of comedy will never come back. That is true. We will die with my generation. That's a fact. Whether you think that that's a good thing or not. We'll leave that to the, the listeners to decide. Real men love them. All right, moving on. Number Bad three. Choice. Now, this is a great choice. An excellent choice. Jaws. So this is another one that we just reviewed a couple weeks ago. And uh, this is a game that the, the whole rationale behind us even reviewing this game is sort of shrouded in mystery. You want to tell them that story again? So I thought that... Uh, Dreamcatcher, somebody said, it would be cool if we did, like, if you guys did same name, different game. And he did do an article almost the same week we did this. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought, well, I've played Jaws on the the Nintendo. I know that there's a Jaws Amiga port. Why not look at Jaws? (laughs) Little did I know that Jaws on the Amiga is, I mean, it's definitely, this is number one the worst for me. Oh, of this 50, you mean? No, total. This is you the, hate this more than than uh, first person pinball. Now come on, let's not get hasty here. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I spoke too soon. Yeah. But this is definitely. I could not do anything in this game. I was unable to. We shoot did. I thought we gave it a good hard. We gave it a try. Yeah. Though. I mean, I, yeah. I, I said it home, and I mean, I. I, I played this because I watched the playthrough, and when you watch somebody that really is good at playing this game, like they're able, like we're watching right now, if you're watching on YouTube. But I would sit there and try and shoot those enemies, and I could not shoot them. And then Jaws would just barrel through, and that would be the end. Jaws wasn't nearly as tough as some of the other stuff. You, <laughs> yeah. could, you could avoid him. But this game, I like part, the very beginning, mm-hmm. where it's got that sort of rendered stage, where or the rendered screen, and your boat comes out. There are parts of it, I mean, it's nothing. It's 0% like the movie, except there's a shark in it, and there's a boat. Uh, there's no, there's a diving bell in it. You're, and uh, they turned it. Even we talked about how lazy it was to make a first-person shooter, right? Mm. They took the lazy route on this game too. They're like, well, let's just make it a, we'll make an underwater shooter. I want to try that hard, you know. Anyway, and you then, know what and that's game, all they did. You know what game this reminds me of? This reminds me a whole lot of Blood Money. 
it's not it's not the money. same ballpark as blood money. But I mean, just the the way that it's all it's really claustrophobic, you know. Yeah, but it, blood money had a lot more panache style. Gameplay was better. A whole lot, but sound was better. Everything this, was better. This, but it it just reminds me a lot. Of I blood can understand money. why you would say that, but. I know you've got a soft spot in your heart for blood. All I can say is, it's true, it's a fact, Jaws bites. It does. It does. Don't go near the water. Mm -mm. Don't swim in place like that chick does at the opening. (laughs) Number two. Now this one, I understand why people voted this. Because it is is not a great game. No. Um, But I don't think that this is as bad as Jaws. This is like public domain Lionheart. Right, right. That's very good. That's That's a very good way to look at it. Um, you know, Larry Kenny, voice of Lion O. Our Lion buddy. O. Is it Lionel or Lion O? Lionel's a train, a model train. <laughs> You're really scoring points with this guy. You didn't remember his name the last time, and this time you'd say he's Lionel. Lion- he's Lionel. Lion O, you know. Um, so, Our good personal friend of the show. That's right. He did that special intro for us. That was so nice. That was so awesome. Yeah. Everyone, I played that for people when I was at work, and they were all so jealous. I was like, oh. Very cool. Um, so and then we killed his game. Yeah, the game <laughs> the game is not great. Um, it's not great. All right, it's it's your very typical side scrolling platformer. Um, your 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 Lion-O character looks not great. Um, the backgrounds are just a mess. Like we're watching this, it looks like you're under the ground with a blue background, but there's a parallax like volcano scrolling behind you. That's this game's giant planet, right? Like BC, just, like uh, Bonk. It just constantly <laughs> it's just sort there. of parallel. I will say parallax scrolling. Look, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, it's almost like two different artists worked on the foreground and background, and we should have stuck with the guy that did the background. Yeah. Now, in its defense, the game has a very nice title screen. It's it very well drawn, but that's where the good times end with Thundercats. As I recall, this game had a real checkered development. I believe this game was not supposed to be a Thundercats game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should have been any game because it's crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we briefly touched this before, but I mean, think about all the items that Thundercats brings to the table. You've got a group of cool humanoid felines, each with their own unique look and their own weapon. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, right there, you're in. Then it, and then, oh, by the way, they have an awesome base. They've got a whole rogues gallery of enemies. And they have a killer cat-like huge tank. What do they call that thing? The oh, Thunder boy. Tank? That's right. Remember, he, uh, Lion-O mentioned it in this thing. Oh, yeah. Cruising but, around. Yeah. But here's the thing. You took all that and then you gave us this? What the hell is this? You know, this is why you don't rush something to market. You know? This is a, a they blew, they screwed up. They blew it. I mean, this should have been an awesome game. And the Amiga had the power. I know you mock Lionheart. Oh, you hate it. But that is more of a Thundercats game. What they should have done was just sub-license Lionheart. You got and, that and right. re-release it as a Thundercats game. Someone they should wouldn't just, have to change it. Someone should change the title screen and call it Lionheart. Bam. Bam. Done. Problem Book solved. It. Book it. And then change the, change the opening, you know, the, the bit at the beginning of Lionheart where he walk, they walk into that castle. Mm-hmm. Just put some thunder, just put the Thundercats opening yeah, screen there and get rid of all that. Play that in the background. Beautiful. And then that, there you go. Yeah. It would be awesome. You know, and, but, yeah, this game stunk. Stunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So get it out. All right. What else you got? Number one. The last one. And this is a pick that nobody can argue with. The number one worst game, as rated by our listeners, Rise of the Robots. Oh, man. It's, 
<laughs> you know it's coming, but you can't look away. Yeah. I'll, I'll, let me start on this one. Okay. I, <clears throat> I was now, just... Now, let's hear your personal... Uh, what were your personal experiences with Rise of the Robots? Do you remember when it was being hyped in the magazine well, and stuff? It's it's timely because just this very day, mm. the day that we record this, I'm at the house and I'm I'm shuffling through my various uh, CDs and games, and here it is, Rise of the Robots. I own twice. I've got <laughs> I've got the PC version and the CD32 version of it. Uh, now, uh, granted, the CD32 version came in a in a in a bundle, but this game was pushed and pushed and pushed. If if and if you remember the episode, which I think this was like one of the first ones of this batch, was it like I think it was like number fifty or fifty one. We did it, so we went all the way back to pull this. We really started off on a good foot, didn't we? <laughs> but uh, uh, it, you know, we I remember in the in when we talked about the game, they said. They kept having all these articles come out, interviews with the programmers that, oh, this is going to put the this is going to put the AI and Street Fighter to shame. The, these robots are all intelligent; they learn as you play. <laughs> you know all the graphics that we got. Brian May from Queen doing all the soundtrack. It's just going to be this awesome thing, and it was a, a calamity. Mm-hmm. I, I distinctly remember getting this home, and me and Brent sat down, and I, and I started playing it, and I was like, okay. I'll try the single-player mode. Oh, okay, you can only play this guy. And you went through. I was like, well, I, some games you have to go through and beat it before you get extra guys. Well, I beat the game easily. First time out, nothing. I thought, well, let's try two-player. Just a debacle. The selection, the gameplay, the way he jumped. I, honestly, this <laughs> I, I, it's funny now to think about it, but I thought something was wrong with my computer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was that bad. And I thought, how can this be this bad? It really blew my mind. I was a young, naive fool at the time, you know. And I can tell you that when we did this episode, uh, I was dreading it. I thought, man, I gotta, I gotta play this dog, and it sucked. That was a bad week. I hated playing. I did a lot more research and a lot less playing than I should have because it just sucked. There's, there's the gameplay is garbage, you know. And how this got a sequel is unbelievable to me. I heard the sequel wasn't good either, but there's no way I was buying that. No. You know? And the thing is, it sold a ton of games. So was it a bomb? Eh, it depends on your I definition. Think, I mean, this was it was released on a ton of platforms. Everything, even the, even the Game Gear got a rise. Of Didn't the it get a release on like the uh, Gizmodo or something? It's a ludicrous. I mean, everyone, <laughs> you can play the, this on your toaster. The Engage. Ludicrous. Now, what was your experience before the episode? You heard this? So I, yeah, I I remember reading in like EGM and a bunch of magazines about the hype. I was never a big fighting game fan, so this was never really on my radar. Uh, the I was also a big renter of video games, mm. and uh, the box art didn't really do anything for me. You know, it's a it's a it's a blue guy that doesn't really even look like a robot looking at you. Nothing nothing screamed rent me from the shelf. Well. I was invested in it, I will say. I, now, I love fighting games. And we talked about this briefly before, but um, I love fighting games. And when you have a PC, all right, again, this is when I was in the PC, and you're desperate for anything that's sort of like what you can get in your arcade. It's a fighting game, you know? And uh, we had, the only thing we had of any consequence was One Must Fall 2097, which I played the hell out of it. Still played today, great game for the PC. But, we, you know, again, this game didn't look like Rise of the Robots or Mortal Kombat. And so when this came out, it was like, 
And there was a slew of these games. This came out. FX Fighter came out, which is another one of these kind of 3D rendered type deals. Clay Fighter. Well, well I don't know. On the P- it's on the PC. I'm going to flip. And then... Um, Balls? Did that come out? That, like, ball-based fighting game? I remember that, but I don't think I ever played it. Was that it. not on the PC? I think that was a Genesis title. Oh, yeah, it definitely was but, Genesis. But, uh, um... Then there was a few others before. I mean, eventually Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat came out. And they were darn good versions, by the way, on the PC. Uh, but it, we were desperate. And so part of this was desperation to get a fighting game. I'm a big fighting game fan. But, I mean, I got burned. It's just the way it is. And we all got burned back in the day. And we gave these idiots money. Thank God they're long gone. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is... I'm looking over these titles, though, here. that the listeners' bottom five. And I can't believe Three Stooges is on the same list as Rise of the Robots and Jaws. Do you think they just did it to spite you? I think possibly. I'm sorry, listeners, that I've done something to offend you. <laughs> I really apologize. For, but <clears throat> all that said, uh, I'm looking at these four of these five. And I, which of these, in your opinion, first of all, are these are these your bottom five? Oh, I don't know. Is there, I, I is there, together is a, there a game five. on this list that you think is head and shoulders worse than the other ones? I mean, you could take into account the amount of money and hype of Rise of the Robots. I mean, is it worse than, say, Jaws or Thundercats? No. I mean, those are awful bad. Yeah. And then you could outrun all that promise, and, and then they botch that. I, I mean, think t- in my, if I was going to reorder these, it would be Jaws, or Jaws would be the worst, then Thundercats, then Rise of the Robots, then Outrun, then the Three Stooges. Because even a bad racing game, I'll still play over something like Jaws. I would make Thundercats, just for the sheer stupidity of botching the license of that magnitude, I would put that as the number one. I would put... See, the thing is, Jaws was such a... By the time Jaws came out, who cared about Jaws? How long that movie came out in the 70s? Right. You know? So, I would put I would put, I would put, put Thundercats at number one. I'd put Rise of the Robots at two. And I would put Outrun at three. Because you've got Outrun, what a property, and you're throwing it away. Mm-hmm. Right? And then uh, I would not have three Stooges on there. <laughs> I would try like surprisingly. I try like what we've done that I would might, that I might have one there, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But I mean, th- these are all triple bad, triple yeah. bad. What were we thinking on so? <laughs> well, did we even? I don't even know how Outrun because we didn't even do an episode on no, Outrun. No, no Outrun. We did a uh, yeah. I think you did an Amigos play. Yeah, yeah. Did we talk about it? Maybe we didn't know. Oh no, we did. It was the uh, it was the uh, arcade oh, the, conversions? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Well, so we set that one up, didn't we? Yeah, listeners, thank you for your bottom five. But now we're going to go Except ahead and three stages. Skip back, and uh, Aaron's going to give us some of his honorable mentions. Yes. Um. So, I picked the top ten. I knew we didn't have to, but I couldn't help myself. And if you've seen Boat Knows, one time I cobbled together my all-time ar- favorite arcade. Games and what that list is what two hundred and seventy eight. It's hard for me to to pare things down. down. Yeah. So I would just in no particular order will mention the other games that I had that I thought were of merit. Um, Shadow of the Beast three. Uh, Shadow of the Beast is a premier top shelf title for the Amiga, and three was number one, the only one released solely for the Amiga, and number two, the only one that was a game, <laughs> a playable game. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of thought into it. It's got a lot of neat puzzles. But it was also, of all of them, not really the one that is the least Shadow of the Beast. Well, it's still you cool You don't play looking. the Beast. Yeah, we, no, yeah, you do. He's been, as the series has went on, he's become more and more human. Mm. 
you know, you have to read that plot. Okay, I wasn't. Aware I know of you're the you're the original guy, the original opening skipper. <laughs> but uh, I mean, does three have a lot of crashed a plane? I remember that. Does three have a lot of uh, of replay value? It's not. I mean, it's for t- points or time, yes. But I mean, it's kind of like a more modern Prince of Persia in a way. I mean, there's traps and things. Well, and it's it's more. There's a lot more combat in Prince of Persia. It's a lot quicker. But I see what you're saying. It's a good game, and I, I enjoyed going back and looking at it. And the story behind it's fun too. So I, that's one I put up right away. Another one that was not really popular, but I liked it and played the hell out of it was Walker. Uh, this is one I've been wanting to do on the show for a while. But uh, my Amiga's mouse is screwed up, so yeah. it made it difficult for me. But I managed to play it, and man, I played the crap out of this game when we that we. I mean, I've played that probably as much as I played any game. Yeah, this is this is one of the few titles that we really vary on. I, you like this game a lot more than I it's, did. Uh, I listen. I know it's got shortcomings. Okay, it's it's a shallow game to a certain degree. They could have. What pains me. Is that the, they did all that work and the concept was sound and the controls were awesome, uh, but they didn't do as much with it as they could have, mm-hmm. and that's what makes me sad. But uh, and a sequel was ready to go and it got canned, which would have been awesome. And the thing is, no, really, a non-computer can't play that game. You got to have the mouse. That's a mouse keyboard yeah, special. Sure, it had everything going for it to make it awesome. I, I had a lot of fun. It's a great tension reliever. Just to mow down suckers. I like stomping on suckers. I like mowing them down. I like blowing them off the wall so they fall to their deaths. It's fun for me. Sort of like a Rampage type game mm-hmm. if you've played a lot of Rampage. Um, another game that I was surprising to me uh, was uh, Pinball Prelude. <coughs> Specifically the modern uh, table. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, I liked all three tables. and The first one was pretty simple, but I, it was pretty. The second ta- And the third table was really... Daring mm-hmm. would be my would be the I mean is it the best table I played no but I really liked it it really tried to make pinball and it tried to make a futuristic version of sure pinball, and it was yeah. the, it even had a plot it was yeah. really good but the modern table was really good I mean I liked everything about it it was a lot of fun and I I have found myself playing it a lot since we did the episode that's an episode that I had I'd never heard of that game before that episode it's just one of the many pinball games in in the company's big wad of pinball, which you should get that if you don't have it. They've got their all-in-one uh, pinball file over at the company, and uh, it is great. So that's another one I played a lot of. Um, another one I mentioned earlier was Battle Squadron. Uh, it's a great game. It's a great shooter. Uh, the effects in it are really good, particularly that invisible predator shimmer effect is really neat. It's a different sort of... Uh, it's a different sort of of a shooter it's again it's not I, this is a theme for me i think it's not the fastest you know but it's it's maybe that's why i like it so much but it and it, it's, the sprites are nice and big it's colorful you know it's i think it's fun it's got a cool theme it's got a, it's got cool sound uh and uh, I, I dig it um don't play it on the genesis uh the european release of it it's just it's just not as good it's not even close uh the amiga pulls it off Perfectly, and then lastly, and almost certainly, the most surprising is uh, Jimmy White Snooker. I don't know what Snooker was. I had a vague notion as to what it was, and uh, uh, like we mentioned before, I've said this was my this was my world class leaderboard golf. I said I would sit around, I'd get me a cold one, it'd be in bed at the house, kick back, 
and try like gangbusters to figure out what the hell I was doing. <laughs> try to make these shots. Mm-hmm. It's enjoyable. It's another one where the, my personal Amiga screws me repeatedly because my it drives me nuts. This mouse issue, uh, so I have to emulate it to play it. But I, it's fun and uh, so far ahead of its time. I, I, I like pool games and I just like the way this one feels. I have a lot of fun playing it, and uh, uh, I, it's also got me into snooker, which I think that's part of the reason I enjoy it so much. Oh, I, you know, after we did that episode, I watched a bunch of you know Alex Hurricane Smith and uh, is that his name? Hurricane Smith wasn't isn't his name Alex Hurricane Smith? I can't remember. I don't remember. I don't know. But in there, of course, Jimmy Whirlwind White, and anyway, all those British you know snooker players from the seventies and early eighties. I love watching that where everybody's smoking and drinking while they're playing. I watched you know the week we did that. I watched a documentary on White, and it was I mean, it was so interesting, and and you really could. I mean, this guy was a prodigy for out of the gate. You know, and he, and he went out and he, and he, bam, he lost that first world title. Then he won a couple, you know, a couple. And then he hit that wall. And now, and, and of course, now he's gotten older. But he's still in there plugging away, mm-hmm. you know. It's, I mean, I, he's never going to get back up there. And, and, and from what I've heard, that the new snooker players just smash the old ones. Yeah. They're so, well, they're probably sober, and that probably helps. But, yeah, but it's not as interesting, is <laughs> right. it? And it's that's, not as fun to watch. From everything it's... I've heard, snooker peaked. Mm-hmm. At that, in, at that in the time. in that era, and then it's now no one. It's not as big a deal. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was really interesting because that was what uh, the BBC used to sell color TV sets. You know, because that you can't really watch snooker unless you've got a color TV set. <laughs> I love it. And uh, so, yeah, really fascinating stuff. So, whoever suggested that, I don't even know how we. Uh, who, who I think that might have been idea. one where we kept looking at these top tens, yeah, and they kept it mentioning it like we got to try the snooker game. That's right. We were both like, Mer? "That's right." But man, it's a lot like sensible soccer. Like I don't give a crap about soccer. That's obviously well known. But hey, I like me a good game, mm-hmm. you know. And man, I had a lot of fun. And boy, you get a bunch of people together, that'd be an, an awful lot of fun. So yeah, yeah that's absolutely. another one I really dug. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for sharing your honorable mentions with us. It's time to move on to the listener top five. Ooh. And uh, we're going to start out by getting rid of that background movie because that thing was giving me a headache. And uh, number five is Super Stardust. <laughs> this is like a bad penny. I can't get away from it. So. This was not one of our best moments uh, on the podcast. No, Um, Super Stardust, for the uninitiated, is sort of a... um, It's kind of a modernized take on asteroids with more of a plot and a power-up system. A goofy plot. Um, The the power-up system is what we kind of screwed up with. When you press spacebar, you can use special power. We didn't realize that or forgot it. And uh, so we weren't able to quite explore the game to the extent that we normally would with a uh, an arcade shooter like this. I've played this since then. I'd played it before then. It's a sad thing. Uh, and uh, it is a fun game. Uh, I don't think it's... It's not revolutionary, really, is it? I mean, honestly. Uh, I like... It's not even my favorite Asteroids game. Mm-hmm. That much said... Um, it's fun. It looks great, and it does as the old thing. It does what it says on the tin. 
it plays a mean game of like blastroids or asteroids. Is or whatever this the thing. game that has like every couple stages you go into like a first person bonus bonus game? It's got. I don't remember off the top of my head. I get that there's another game we play that I get I get confused with. Yeah. Uh, but uh, um, again, we we sucked so bad at it that week we, we could we didn't get anywhere because mm-hmm. we forgot about the pie. I hated that. That was I told, like I said, I, and I've mentioned this before, but when I told Bo after we did that episode, somebody wrote in and said, "Hey, you, you idiots, you know, you didn't, you didn't do this, that." And I, I told Bo, I was like, "We're done." I was like, "This, we're done." No, last- nobody's ever called us idiots, and no one's ever been even close to being mean to us. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But I mean, I felt like an idiot, and I thought, I was like, "We're," I was like, "We're done. That we don't have any credibility. We we don't know what we're doing." But I felt like thankfully a, a our moron. fans know that we started with no credibility, so yeah, we, we didn't suffer. Believe it or not, that's that counts for me for something. I don't want people to think we're like not even trying, you know. And that's what I felt like, yeah. you know. And uh, um, this was one that, again, this is not my favorite episode of our sh- of our personal show. Uh, but I, this game, there's not anything wrong with this game. It's a, it's a fun game, and. Uh, uh, it, it looks it looks nice, and of course, like I said, it, it, it eventually got sort of like re re released on the PS4. So mm-hmm. there must be somebody. Yeah, that likes this it. this just kind of reminds me of those Vidal games, Deluxe Galaga, Deluxe Pac Man. You could call this Deluxe Asteroids, even though Deluxe Asteroids is a completely different game. But it's the same, you know. They've you, you, it's a pseudo 3D effect. They've added power ups and things like that 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 weren't in the original game. Good so, tunes. Yeah, yeah. So it's. I'm not a, like you said, you know, is this my favorite Asteroids clone of all time? I don't know. But um, it's it's a solid game, and I can understand why the, the listeners liked it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and we're, we may look at this one again, but yeah. I'll get into that later. All right, number four is Silkworm, another shooter. Um, it's great. It's great. It could have easily made my top five. I put Swiv in there, but it basically, it's sort of more of the same. Um, I can't tell you how much time I've put into this game over the years, uh, and I don't play shooters. I mean, which is obvious if you've seen me try to play any. But me and Brent, and Brent, I will say to his credit, is one mean Jeep driver. He always gave Dummy, aka me, the, the helicopter so I could stay alive. And he was, I mean, it was right. He's right. Teamwork. Uh, working together to keep that Jeep going. That's the name of the game. And uh, it's just a fun game. And I, I like the fact that you can see stuff going on in the background. That uh, it's fun. It, this game has a weird vibe to it that's hard to explain. And it's this got was, a kind of an avian vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. And this game, another great, great port from the arcade. Mm-hmm. They got it real well. And they, they uh, I, I, I played this way more on the Amiga than I did in the arcade. You know, But, I mean, I just love it. I think it's a fun game. Another game that you lose something if you don't have two players. It's a lot more fun with two people. Yeah. I like this game a lot. I actually like this game more than Swiv. We did that combo episode. Yeah. Um, I like the... Uh, to me, playing the Jeep in this was more fun than playing the Jeep in, in, in Swiv. It was easier. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. easier. You're right. Um, I like the fact that... Uh, the, the bosses all kind of look like Canadian geese. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that always just struck me as odd. It's yeah. like a flying brontosaurus. Yeah, and I mean, this is just a spot-on arcade. I mean, the arcade version looks almost, like you said, it looks almost exactly the same. Yeah, they did so. a great, great job. And and then uh, the same guys did Swiv. And uh, what can I say? I mean, I I put Swiv in my top five, but it, I could have. it's almost interchangeable with mm-hmm. me for sure. So that's a, that was that surprises me that the listeners were in the silver. I'm glad to see... That I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to number three, 
Another yeah. one near and dear to your yes. heart. Yes, a wise choice. I don't know what more we could say about this one, but uh, hey, uh, it's a great port, just like Silkworm. I, 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 I oh, mean, this is Golden Axe, by the yeah. way. We, we, we should mention that. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Golden, you know, I hate when I'm listening to one of these shows mm-hmm. and they don't mention the name. Yeah. And, you, and then here I am, we're doing the same thing, but yeah, Golden Axe. But Golden Axe, a great, uh, a great port. And I, we mentioned this before, but I think, I think that arcade ports meant a little more, uh, and maybe even a little, uh, maybe a little more overseas than I did here um, on the Amiga on on anything in general. I, I, part of that might be availability, mm-hmm. but I've noticed as I read a lot of uh, foreign magazines and stuff that the arcade ports really get a lot of love. I'm not to say they didn't get them here, but it's just like. Uh, they really get a lot more love and respect for that. And I think that, again, maybe not as nice many arcades. Who knows what it is, cultural, I don't know. But but this is a wise choice. Again, I, you mentioned it earlier. I don't know if I can think of a better beat-em-up than this one. And uh, it had it all, so I can't complain about number three. All right, number two on the listener's countdown, Syndicate. It's so funny you got how the, one of the, yours and one of mine. It's a cross section, yeah, and then yeah. we had none that were shared, did we? No. At all? So that's I did. Well, to tell you the truth, I did pick three Stooges on my top five, but then nah, I boat good. Because, did you hear him? Yeah, I mean, I, I like three Stooges. Ah, you're okay in yeah. my book, sir. Um, <laughs> so Syndicate again, you know, not much more to say. It's a unique game on the platform. Uh, there's nothing else quite like it. Um, and it certainly influenced uh, a whole genre of sort of open world uh, mayhem simulators to come. Anything from Grand Theft Auto, the Yakuza games, um, what Crackdown stuff like that. It's all it all has its roots in the, in, in this Bullfrog. I just like the fact that it took a company like Bullfrog to have the the vision and the and honestly, frankly, the guts. To even attempt something like this on on a on a on a you know a machine that let's face it probably was not geared to play do something like this. This is a lot. There's a lot going on here, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they pulled it off. You know, and they pulled it off well, and they set themselves up for well. I was going to say a bright future, but if it, inevitably they got Bob as a microprose like that bought them. Yeah. And, and then I, tanked them big yeah. time. And this was this release came towards the end of the Amiga's life. And this was really one of the first releases that looked markedly better on the PC. Yes. I mean, if you look at the comparisons, I remember when we were researching this episode, mm-hmm. I mean, that it was. It was a drastic difference. Yeah. You know, including yeah. some, I believe, cutscenes that weren't in the Amiga version. Yeah. yeah. So, but hey, they were still around for one, you know. Uh, it's and it's good that it's here. And it, uh, I, I, like I said, every time I think about Bullfrog, I get sad because just the, that was a stupid way to end Bullfrog, and mm-hmm. and they literally got nothing for what you know they got that, nothing. That happens to this day. Each time EA takes over a small developer, and it then you, just, you never hear from those. Well, guys really, again. as I recall, EA bought Microprose, didn't oh, they? So, and so now I could go. be wrong, but someone bought Microprose. When was the last time you heard about Microprose? Yeah, yeah. we're due for another Micro League Wrestling. Oh God, Micro League what, does, wasn't done by Micro. Was that not Microprose? I don't think so. Oh, who was what, that? Oh, what are you asking me now? You're the Micro League Wrestling super. Star. Oh yeah, the last time I played it was the last time we played it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe no. that. All right, listeners, it's time for your number one pick. Your number I'd hit one the table, pick. but I would hit the table. Thank you for not hitting the table. Wham! Alien Breed. You see, this is another one that uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't, well, was didn't fare well at to be honest with you. And then we played together. 
this was a game that I that I understand the appeal. All right, uh, and I will say when we played it here, I enjoyed it way more than I enjoyed it at home. It's a much better two player experience. In my uh, it's a it's a sort of it's a it's an updated gauntlet, you know. Uh, which Amiga's got a few updated gauntlets on it. And there's nothing wrong with that because gauntlet's an awesome game. and mm. needs a good updating, I might add. Uh, but this is another one where I just didn't feel like I, 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 got, the, uh, I got everything it had to offer. Mm-hmm. I watched some movies on it and uh, uh, saw there was a lot of stuff going on that I never saw. And uh, it's, I've, this is, like I said, I mentioned this before, but when, when I look over our last 50... And really, there's really I look over the last hundred. All right, there are three games I don't feel like got a, a fair shake. Okay, um, Super Stardust is one. Uh, North and South is one. Mm-hmm. Right, and this is one. There's the three that I come up with that I never felt real happy with how we our looks went. And and for me personally, because I just didn't feel like that I got. The rub of this, it just seemed like it was... I mean, it's okay, and it looks great, mm-hmm. and it's fun, but it, I don't know if it's just not my, my cup of tea my or big, whatever. My big problem with this game is that it was super easy to get stuck by running out of ammo. You know, in a game like Gauntlet, you can just mash that button and kill... Didn't we, didn't we find guys. out later that there was a way to get ammo back that we didn't know about at the time? It there seems like we been. found some kind of gimmick, yeah. which, again, that's, that's, that's on us. Mm-hmm. This one... I mean, and the thing is, this has a ton of sequels. It's highly thought of. It makes it t- tons and tons of top tens. I suggest that we do an episode in the future and that gives some of these things a second go. That's what I think. You know, it might not be a bad idea to just call it an Amigos second look, and there, our first episode could be those three games. Yeah, because that that the and this game is and the thing is, this one of those three, I feel like I've got a good idea of what I'm doing, but. Again, the the gauntlet part's easy. Drive, walk around, shoot stuff, go pick up stuff. That's easy. But I mean, those kiosks mm-hmm. and then the way you uh, you use your weaponry, there there are things I didn't grasp well. And so I'd be more than happy to go back and give this another whirl. So probably put that in the docket somewhere in the line. But yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna badmouth or bitch about the user's choice or the users. Listen to me, it's like we're in Tron. <laughs> nice work, users. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna badmouth the uh, listeners' uh, pick for number one because. You know, it's a popular game that has a lot of love, and maybe we just aren't getting it. I'm glad you don't get it either, because I'd feel really bad. Again, it's funny, those three games were sort of in the same boat. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, cause, and North and South, I mean, for as much love as that gets, that's another one. I just couldn't figure it out, man. Yeah. It, it, we tried to figure it out, but I mean, I would like to get up another shot, because mm-hmm. it's everywhere. You know, that's it's another one. That and game. people still talk about it. Mm-hmm. It just drives me nuts. I'll be in the Amiga uh, Facebook group, great group. And someone will pop up a screenshot, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, man. They're just losing their minds. I'm like, why? You know? So thank God it's not something like OutRun. We're oh, like, yeah. oh, we love OutRun. Or I could, at least I could just be like, you're all idiots. But, right. You know. right. But, yeah, that's not the worst choice. Well, um, before we uh, say goodbye, I thought we might just reflect a little bit on, um, you know, the past hundred episodes. Oh, God. Can you imagine? And uh, smoke our metaphorical cigars. Um because the person whom I'm related to by marriage does not allow in-house uh, <laughs> real cigars to be smoked, um, but it's been a it's been a, a fun ride so far. I think. Yeah, um, I, I it's hard for me to get my brain wrapped around the fact that we. I mean, we've had a lot of, of fun 
which is the number one thing, right? And we've had more success than I would have gathered. And we've met so many nice people mm-hmm. who have been very generous with their time, with their money, uh, with their minds. Um, the Brain Trust uh, is keeps has made has turned our little thing into something that I mean they've made it look nice. Mm-hmm. You guys have, and I say you, I put you in the in the Brain Trust because I know you're sort of their well, engineering. Thank you for me in the Brain Trust. Well, I mean, I'm just saying you've got there. are guys there doing this work that. Uh, we never had planned on ever having oh, that. Oh, sure, yeah. We, you know, the, the magazine, which mm-hmm. is tremendous. Even the website. The, that's know. what I was getting to that. The yeah. website. The fact that we had this voting. When a problem pops up, I mean, it's like, I mean, where's this kind of service for, with my cable company? <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I look at the little chat thing, and these people are on this. People are migrating things. People are, you know, fixing the code for stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there scratching my butt, you know. Uh, um it's 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 not just the podcast. It's just the fact that we've got a, a group of buddies. I mean, g- good people mm-hmm. who and it's and you kind of hear what's going on with their lives and stuff. And it's and it's 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 very nice. It's very refreshing. Then we and then to have met a local Amiga guy, John. We just met him, and it, that was awesome to meet him. Have him come around, sit in on the show. Um, the fact that we've uh, got to do a couple interviews of of, of certainly. Of, uh, big names, you know. I mean, who's going to let us interview? I mean, you get what is that? I, I was stunned that at all the interviews we've done, the ones you've done, it was just, you know, it's funny too because do you remember the first interview that we we did on the on the show? Oh gosh, it was a, it was a listener, right? It was um, not that was the first. Maybe that was the first yeah. one that we did. Did we do that together? Was it Will? Was it was that the well, first? Well, we did Will, but I think. Well, you've interviewed Will right. Flack. You've interviewed, um, but the one that I'm thinking of, I think the first one that we did where we were both talking together was Sven. Sven, yeah, from Cinema Way. Yeah, and I remember the crazy system that we had because that was back when we were using the the laptop, and I had a, a a headphone splitter, and it was it was just a mess because we we didn't have a USB microphone, so we were using like the the speakers were coming out of the computer. But we still had to use the headphone to hear Sven or something, and. The technology has come a long way. I remember the day I walked down in this basement through that first episode. We had two, uh, like a Logitech headsets yeah. hooked to a laptop, I believe. Yeah. And I listened to that episode uh, just a few days ago, and uh, it sounds not that good, you know. And it's, I mean, it almost brings a tear to my eye when I say that just from the generosity. I mean, we love our, we love all of our listeners. This is going to sound real lame, all right? But uh, people have been super duper, super duper generous to us, and I don't just mean uh, with Patreon money, which they have been ridiculously generous, but with their time, with sending us food, which is that's been a weird thing that's been happening. It's and or you know or booze or mag, I mean, rabbit with the magazines. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, O'Brien sends us just loads of stuff. Our friend in Hawaii made up these beautiful magnets and these and these beautiful mugs, mm-hmm. which were just, just so. Well, that was nice. brutal barracuda. Guy barracuda gave us the, the, the and mugs, and, yeah. and uh, um, uh, you know you've got your magazine, and then we've got contributors uh, to the to the website, and that it, they do they do such good work. Uh, I just I look at these. I link all these articles up to my Google Plus and on the Facebook, and I just I just read these. And I just can't believe 
that this stuff's under the banner, the Amiga's banner. It just blows my mind mm-hmm. because it was never any envisionment that this was going to be anything but just a couple goofs get together and playing some games. You know, it's it's daunting, frankly, uh, that uh, that so much has gone on, and a majority of it's happened in the last fifty. Yeah, I mean, really, that's been yeah. The last fifty episodes were when we. I think that we'd started videotaping the episodes before. I think it was like 47 or something like that. Yeah, but it was right before we hit that 50 mark because I remember the 50th 50th show for sure. But we didn't have any of the. I mean, it's nothing like it is now. No. You know? The mailbag segments, just getting the candy and all that stuff. And the live streams, Mm -hmm. which was, I mean, we just did a live stream with. We were having, we had like, what, 80. I don't know how many people we got. I mean, we got a ton of of live views. And, uh, we even have our you know Pishbox, our official chat moderator, and keeps it keeps it clean in there. And I mean, we just got such a great. The community is the best part of it, this by far. It, 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 I, I this is gonna sound weird saying it because I, you know, I think part of it. I, I, it's nice to have an, like an international. The one thing about the Amiga that's great, I mean, there's a bunch of things, but the fact that the fans of it are from all over the place, it makes it a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, and we've got. Friends here in America, which is great, but it's neat. It's just neat to know that there's people in New Zealand, Australia, mm-hmm. Germany, and uh, Norway, Norway, Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, all the, and of course all over the UK, mm-hmm. Ireland, all these places. They've all been they've all been real nice to us. As Boat mentioned earlier, we've screwed up many times, <laughs> and production's been up and down occasionally, but people have been really. I don't recall any harsh words. No, I mean, people are very kind. When you consider how most internet communities are treated, you know, people people just go to town on these guys. But for whatever reason, this community has just been really, really nice and supportive, and we appreciate that. And I attribute a part of it just because uh, that's the kind of people that the Amiga attract. And, and again, this is going to sound hokey, but it's true. You've got your these are old school hobbyists, mostly your Amiga users, mm-hmm. and especially the ones that are still fooling with it. Right, generally. I mean, you've got some people here that are younger, but I'd say the most part. And people are just cool, kind of laid back, and they just kind of enjoy it. I think we've got kind of a, a laid back kind of thing going. Uh, we're not hyper. We're not like the car salesman mm-hmm. or the ship salesman in Monkey Isle, which we chill. And um, the, and the public, the the, uh, the listeners, everybody have, have uh, just sort of been along for the ride. And it's been fun, you know. And uh, I never thought we'd get past episode, say, five. And then when we did 50, I was like, well, man, we had a good run. And then when we got near 100, I wasn't even sure how much further we are going to go. But, I mean, I think we still got some, it's like the old girl's got some miles left in her. And we've got a, a, a plenty of material. Uh, uh, if people still want to hear us keep going, we'll probably roll on for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, we've expanded a little bit into, like, other stuff. I haven't got to fool with that stuff as much as you have, but... Uh, into doing some other consoles and stuff, and it's still that's it's always fun to look at. We even looked at in some of the Amiga displays. We would compare Amiga stuff to the, uh, you know, the uh, Turbo Graphics or the NES, and that's that's fun to do too. Yeah, so we'll yeah. probably stick some more of that, especially in. when you consider Amiga Studios East is nearing completion. Well, it's we're getting there. We're still, the weather has not done us any favors this weekend, but hopefully we're going to move some stuff into the uh, into the Amiga Studio here soon. And you've got that Saturn you've been playing with. Been playing a hell of some Saturn this week. It just got some uh, new stuff for it. So we'll probably mix it up. But I mean, the good thing is there's a lot of stuff that we can play on the Amiga and play on other stuff. But I kind of like that compare and contrast. I mean, it didn't work too well for Jaws, but uh, for uh, you know Bonk was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And it's neat to see what 
other machines of the same era do well and what the Amiga does well and see yeah. how they and see how they compare. So it's an avenue we'll support, we're going to look through. And I've also enjoyed the uh, um, Amigos Challenge, the uh, gaming challenges. Mm-hmm. Been, that's been great. Yeah. And I love watching those videos. Yeah. And anytime I watch them, like if I watch one at work, my partner looks over and I'm just sitting back and I'm just... <laughs> I'm like, oh man! I just love watching them and just seeing how it all unfolds. Mm-hmm. They're so well done. Yeah, brutal is really brutal's a real stud at that. Um, and uh, so I'm looking forward to more of those. That's something that's been pretty recent. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot cooking. Hey, we're always open to suggestions. If anybody's got a game suggestion, O'Brien sent me a couple good ideas. We're gonna look at. So anyone that's got a, a, a game suggestion or a Really anything or a comment, just, just send them on down. I mean, we're pretty easy about that sort of thing. Yeah, you can always find us on Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can questions at amigospodcast.com. That works. Uh, just reach out. We, we love getting feedback. Um, I'd like to thank everybody formally uh, for uh, their, their help on the podcast. Um, let's see if we can make this text a little bit bigger. You could get it in one this time. We're going to get in one this time. <laughs> so um, I'd like to thank the Brain Trust, as Aaron says, Brutal Barracuda, Dreamcatcher, Gary Hucker, Jason Warns, Will Williams, Chris Folds, and Neil Mansell. These are the guys that make it all happen. Uh, on our special guest on the live stream of 100, we had John Marshall and Brent. Uh, also, we don't we don't thank Brent often enough for this, but he provides all the hosting for the podcast. We should never too. thank him. So, he, he's a thorn in my side. We appreciate that. And our official episode 100 sponsor, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage. We got tons of stuff that we're going to be giving away with some contests online. And of course, our Patreon supporters THT, Dreamcatcher, John Marshall, Adam Bradley, Darren Coles, Neil Mansell, Brutal Barracuda, Alan Kebab, David McCrandles, Gary Huckler, Will Williams, Ravi Abbott, Kim Tommy Humberstead, Josh Nan, Jason Warrens, Lane, Eric Nelson, Graham Vebke, Paul Harrington, Rob O'Hara, Laurent Giroux, Jonas Rulo, Kilborn Barman, Adam Bradley, Tapes from the Crypt, Chris Foles, Daniel Bingston, Chad Halstead, and Brent Dowdy. Thank you, one and all, for your support. You really, you really went through that, didn't you? Well, I had they, they were scrolling. You need by to get, you need to slow, scroll down. Remember, we're laid back. Yeah. That's too fast for us, man. <laughs> so, uh, if you'd like to help support the Amigos and our endeavors, you can check out our Patreon page at Patreon.com/slash/AmigosPodcast. As always, thank you all so much for listening. Next week, Aaron, what are we going to play? We'll figure. Oh, we are. No, we, we have know what we're going to play. We're going to play. Um, uh, we're gonna play. What are we playing? We're playing double. Dri- no, it's a it's a Konami sports. It's a double dribble, double dribble, and blades, and blades of, of steel. steel. That's right. Yeah, it's hard to think. One hundred and one, right? Yeah. Hey, one hundred episodes though. Before you close it up, good job, boat. Good job, Aaron. You made it. I pulled you over the finish line. We did. <laughs> we did it. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Until then, adios. adios.